This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Meta's new AI supercomputer. Lenovo launches HPC as a service. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research, and I'm joined this week by HPC Wire's Tiffany Trader and Oliver Peckham. Thank you both for joining me, and we wanted both of you on here because we've got some big stories that you've each covered, and let's start with what I think is the biggest one we've had in the last couple of of weeks. Meta, which is the newly branded parent company over top of Facebook. Everyone knows Facebook. Meta is the parent company of Facebook. They have announced, along with uh, NVIDIA and some other partners, a new, very powerful supercomputer that will be focused on AI. And Oliver, you covered this in HPC Wire. Yeah. So this supercomputer called the AI Research Supercluster, or RSC, is being delivered in two phases by Meta. The first phase is already built out and operational, and it has uh, 760 of NVIDIA's DGX A100 nodes, which totals some 6,000 GPUs. And the second phase, due for delivery around July, will up that number to around 16,000 GPUs, so more than 1,200 of those nodes. And they also kind of retroactively announced this precursor system that's been around since 2017, and that cluster was no slouch either. Uh, NVIDIA is saying it has 22,000 of the V100s. Now, Penguin Computing is integrating all that hardware, including uh, the NVIDIA networking, NVIDIA nodes, and then pure storage is coming in for most of the storage needs with uh, Penguin supplying some of that as well. And Tiffany, I know you always like to look at the flop count on these things. Where would this rank on our top 500 list? How powerful is it? Put it yeah, in context just- for us. Sure. You know, touching a little bit more on the specs there, this, this system's connected with NVIDIA's quantum uh, 200 GB per, uh, per second InfiniBand. And then it, on the storage side, side, it has 175 petabytes of pure storage uh, flash array and another 10 petabytes of their flash blades, flash blade storage. And rounding that out, 46 petabytes of cache storage um, housed in Penguin computing servers. Uh, In terms of flops here, Meta believes that the RSC cluster will deliver nearly five exaflops of uh, what NVIDIA calls mixed precision AI compute power. Those Uh, are our AI flops that I'm such a big fan of. Yes, we're all big fans. I used to know how much a flop was. (laughs) Right. Well, if you have an hour, I can explain it. I can explain it to you. But we like to, you know, in the HPC side here, we like to look at the kind of things in the using the limpack standard yeah, double precision double precision right so we estimate that uh were meta to run the high performance limpack uh the system would deliver about 227 limpack petaflops uh that's the full the full system the full 16,000 gpu system and then that this first phase one system not not too shabby about 86 petaflops now and you know those are estimates could 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 actually be a little bit higher than that if they did benchmark it because uh nvidia is really good at optimizing those runs 
Yeah, and here I'm taking a, a bit of a swipe at the, the AI flops, but in reality, that's what this is for, and AI does use a lot of mixed precision, so that is an appropriate way to look at this supercomputer, but uh, we we're asking about the double precision, just sort of put it in context with other major worldwide supercomputers, and here, this is hundreds of petaflops. This is right in there with some of the most powerful systems in the world right now, so it, it really is... Uh, uh, quite an uh, uh quite a supercomputer that's going into meta yeah it's it's up there with systems like Celine and, and Perlmutter that are in the top 10 of uh, the top 500 and then you know Oliver was talking about the fact that this news revealed the existence of another RSC system which was a, a v100 an Nvidia v100 system that was uh, built in 2017 with 22,000 of those v100s GPUs and that is I thought this was pretty interesting that was equivalent to about 135 limpack petaflops which would place it third on the the current type of top 500 system so here we have a 2017 error system that could potentially be ranked third on on the list um, above above the, some of these other systems we just mentioned and so something we've all talked about you know this really underscores uh, that there are really any number of these you know, secret, undisclosed mega systems out there, as we've uh, pointed out before. I'm reminded of a Dojo, the Tesla system that's forthcoming based on its custom hardware, where in announcing Dojo, they also revealed a precursor system that had been around for a while based, again, on, on A100 nodes that would have ranked very highly in the top 500, which we had no idea about until they announced it. Yeah, that's kind of my point. When uh, this system was first pointed out to me, you know, certainly I am impressed with the computational power of this RSC supercomputer from NVIDIA going into uh, Meta. But I think the most unique thing about it is that it's public. Um, you know, hyperscale companies, we've been saying for years at Intersect 360 Research, have massive high-performance computing infrastructure. And in fact, we used to report it as a segment of a HPC, but we split it out because it was growing to the extent that it was going to dominate the market. Now AI has really taken off, and we think that this is only a fraction of the AI capability that shows up uh, at Meta slash Facebook, and certainly across all of the Tier 1 hyperscalers. I would imagine that companies like Google Alphabet or Microsoft or Amazon or Apple or others have comparable AI supercomputers that just might not be public. You know, and I was mentioning some of the partners earlier, and along with partners like NVIDIA and Penguin and Pure, there's another partner that wasn't wasn't mentioned in some of the, the, the press um, announcements, which is AMD. So the, these are DGX A100 systems, and the, the spec CPU on those systems is the AMD Epic Roam 7742 CPU. And uh, we we confirmed with uh, AMD that those are the CPUs in the system. So let's say a 32,000 CPU sale uh, for, for AMD. Um, as AMD stays on a roll. I mean, it, yep. it's definitely interesting from that point of view. And it's interesting that NVIDIA really, again, is driving the PR mechanism on a system like this. Now, Penguin had an announcement also. But in terms of the volume of what we hear, it, it's really NVIDIA driving a lot of this. And, and I would suspect that NVIDIA, with it being an AI supercomputer, is really the the engine who's pushing for these things to become more public, wouldn't you think? 
they really like that term AI supercomputer. They they, they really brand. They have gone all out uh, to to brand that. And um, you know, it's not, I'm not surprised here that they're that they're driving this and potentially um, really you know let's say encouraged uh, this to be public in the first place. Because I'm not sure really what um, you know what what uh, Meta or Facebook gets out from from making it public. But increasingly, we are we are seeing more and more of these. Um, these hyperscalers and and other organizations, you know, make some of these systems public, right? I mean, I know um, Oliver, you've you've noticed that trend too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there seems to be definitely a PR boost from having these massive systems at least play a few years after you get your footing and and establish those, you know, precursor test uh, entry level systems and then uh, develop a more sub- substantive foundation. Now, while they're while they're making RSC public, they're not making it entirely public. Uh, we reached out to them and uh, they did not disclose the location of the system. Uh, but luckily, they had included, we think, an image of the location of the data center in one of their videos, unlabeled. We had a bit of fun with that. I was going to bring this up. I mean, it changes the rules a little bit about some of these supercomputing announcements that we don't know where it's going in. But, you know, you guys are hard hitting journalists. Oliver, what did you get out of that photo? Well, what I got out of that photo initially is that all of Facebook's uh, or Meta's data centers look identical to one another from uh, you know a, a distance. But we did some sleuthing, and we think we identified some distinguishing features in at least the photo that they included in the video, which could be an entirely different data center from where RSE is housed. But we think that photo is of a data center outside of Richmond, Virginia. That yeah, is- la- labeled, and it's a labeled photo. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is labeled not with the location, but with it says you know metadata center, and then it says uh, AI RSC um, atop another building. And we think that is uh, a metadata center that is kind of adjacent to uh, a subsea cable connection outside of Richmond. That would be a pretty prime location to locate something like that. This is in Sanston, Virginia, uh, also called the Henrico. Uh, data center site right next to the QTS Richmond data center, which has some of the the most important cable connections in North America with um, subsea cables going to Europe and to South America, to Asia, to Africa, U.S. uh, financial services. So this is a really, really key location. Well, I would drop by and ask to visit. I wonder if they have any security around a site like that. They might, and, uh, but it, it's it's good investigating from you guys, and it makes sense to me that it would be there as opposed to in Menlo Park. So thank you, and our listeners can get more on that story on HPC Wire. Meanwhile, also on This Week in HPC, um, we had an interesting announcement from Lenovo taking their TrueScale as a service and announcing that they've launched HPC as a service on TrueScale. Scale. And Tiffany, this was a story you wrote up. Yeah, so from their winter stock from event, Lovo, from their winter stock event, Lenovo announced its take on HPC as a service, which we're seeing more and more of, as uh, as I know you, you cover too, uh, Addison, um, this, this week uh, under the umbrella of its TrueScale brand that they say will provide a cloud-like experience for customers. They want to enable end users uh, um, to get HPC resources up and running as quickly as possible by customizing the economics of the deal with OPEX and CAPEX cost structures, uh, making services and products uh, available through channel partners or doing more more of that than, than is currently done. And uh, in the future, they, they hinted that they'll be enhancing some of the, the software 
options and support, uh, enabling greater capability there and um, integration. Uh, the classic scenario here is a customer will be able to start with a small deployment as an OPEX, um, and that may be aligned to a larger procurement that is in process, per, but perhaps not not budgeted yet. You know, from time to time, uh, we coin a term as analysts, and it actually catches on that that's the term that people are using. We were talking about cloud-like environments coming up in our research going back to a couple of years ago. And now we've seen with HPE GreenLake and Apex from Dell, those are the top two HPC vendors. Now it makes sense Lenovo would be following along with its true scale HPC as a service. I think the most important thing here is that they're offering it and they're able to go along with this industry trend to the extent that they have enterprise customers who want to consume things in a utility-based cloud-like fashion. This now follows along uh, with that trend, but it, I don't think this is really unique to Lenovo. We've seen it with GreenLake. We've seen it with Apex. Atos acquired Nimbix. Penguin has had on-demand for, for a long time. This is uh, you know Lenovo's version of it. I'm glad they have it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... Lenovo said they'll offer, you know, as much or as little management as the the site needs, from hands off to fully turnkey, and it's part of their larger two scale portfolio that they launched in February 2019. They expanded it last September. You know, Lenovo uses uh, buzzwords uh, everything as a service and edge to cloud, um, and like you said, it's it's not really new. We've seen this before with. HPE or the the model isn't new. We've seen this with HPE GreenLake and uh, the Dell Apex. Uh, no doubt, Lenovo is playing some catch up here, but they they do say that uh, they they believe that they are more focused on the the, the HPC customers, the classic HPC customers, um, not just not just the enterprise needs. And give me one second. And they're, and they're also hoping to draw uh, some of the attention from some of the smaller HPC sites, HPC sites who may not even consider themselves as HPC users and try to get them to move from a, a cloud model or from a cloud provider to an on-prem so to an on-prem model with TrueScale. So they're trying to attract uh, those customers over to uh, become you know on-prem Lenovo customers. I, I will say I think the time is right for this offering, not just because cloud for the sake of cloud, but first of all, the diversity of workloads that we've been well documenting in the market with um, traditional HPC coexisting with analytics and machine learning types of applications is really pushing for flexibility in configurations. And then furthermore, the way that the economy has gone with the lingering effects of the pandemic and, and now supply chain uncertainty on top of it. And users are looking for flexibility in deployments. And when you need flexibility amid uncertainty, cloud models respond very well to that. So the time is right for Lenovo and their TrueScale HPC as a service. I think I think you're right that it's it's, it's really about timing and that the market is is probably pushing 
the the tech companies to move in this direction. You know, some of these things seem like common sense to me, the flexibility, support through the channel, enticing, you know, cloud users to do on-prem to the point that I wondered, you know, why some of these things were already best practices. So perhaps the market before didn't didn't support that level of uh, customer-focused um, flexibility and customization, and, and may, maybe now it will. And, you know, I suppose that would be good good for customers to have greater flexibility and choice. All right, Tiffany, Oliver, thank you very much for joining me. Our listeners can get more on both of these stories on HPC Wire. That'll wrap up the news. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.